To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers all right Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Warmers Podcast, special edition episode where we discuss everything you need to know fantasy football-wise. Our favorite time of the year, in absence of one of our other co-hosts, Lowe's couldn't be here, and this is his absolute favorite time of the year, but we're going to hold it down for him. It's Rob, the voice you're hearing, and also Ramon as well joined me uh, as, as the co-host as well, and we're doing this thing for the fantasy lovers out there, man. What's up? What's up, man? Uh, I'm excited to have another chance to record. Been just a little bit of a minute. We kind of let the sports scene kind of breathe for a little bit of a second. But like you said, it's that fantasy time, man. One of our most exciting times. You know, we were talking off air. I'm hearing all the leagues that you're in, bro. I, I don't know how you're going to be doing it on Sunday, you know, having all the different leagues pulled up, monitoring uh, about 60 to 80 different players or whatever. Uh, having a different lineups where where you like root <laughs> where you root for this one guy in this one league and then you upset that he killing you in another league. Um, so it's gonna be interesting. Um, got a lot to talk about, man. Fantasy is always exciting, and like you said, man, shout out to Los. I know he's gonna be listening. I know he <laughs> he gonna be kind of saying some things while this episode is going on because, like you said, this is really his thing as well. One of the episodes he gets most excited for. So just shout out to him. We're going to hold it down for you, bro. Yeah, man. Actually, Los brought us into the fantasy thing like yeah. years ago. He's like, man, y'all got to do this, man. Y'all got to do this. It's like, man, that that's, you know, no offense. That's for nerds, you know? We're right, like, we, right. We ain't got time for this. Like, no, bro, this is fun. Like, y'all going to love it. And that was maybe what over like at least 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, and here we it's been are a long today. Time. Here we are today, still playing. Our league still going strong. The OB Podcast League is going strong. We started up a dynasty league. We into it, man. We yeah. into it full-fledged. Just like Ramon said, I am in many, many leagues this year. I'm in six. Yeah. I don't know how I started with that way because <laughs> I think three weeks ago I was only in three. Now I'm in six. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes, like you said, and – and, and I know you you said off air you're in four, right? Yeah, I got four of them things this year. Yeah. And so we're gonna be we're gonna be grinding it out. So a lot of research goes into this. Uh we're quite accurate with our stuff. Uh you go back and listen to our old podcast where we cover fantasy. This is our third time, third season doing this while we're recording this podcast. So uh we're giving tips at our expense because we know a lot of our competition listen to this podcast around this time of year too. Right. But it doesn't matter. I mean <laughs> Hey, you know, it doesn't matter. Lowe's won a championship last year. 
he, you know, he still gave tips, so it don't right, matter. Right, right. So here we go, man. We're going to start this episode off just giving our running back and wide receiver position rankings. Those are some things that are very important, especially if you're in a PPR league, which I, which I said last year, which goes without being said because pretty much PPR is the standard now. So, yeah. you know, we're going to give, you know, just the positions, running back and wide receivers. Let's start off with running backs, which are very, very extremely important. Not only are they far in between, but you want to have a top 10 running back on your squad. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. You definitely got to have a top 10 running back on your squad. Uh, they're typically pretty much the highest finishers point totals in your league you know outside of we know what the qb position does but as far as like value for your league you want to have at least one of those guys preferably preferably if you can find a way to snag another one or if you've been able to have a a keeper league or something like that that causes you to have one and hold on to another or something then um that's what you want to do but you got to grab that man i know that some people they'll come in and they have different draft strategies and i've heard the whole uh zero running back draft strategy and that's one that i never subscribed one year i did that one year it 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 worked out well the first four five weeks when they when the receivers started dropping like flies yeah (laughs) do the injury you gotta at least have hopefully have at least one workhorse on your team at least one one of those guys yeah man well let's not hold out any longer we're going to get into our top 10 rankings we we want to warn the listeners we did not collaborate on this we got our own separate list list and you know we're gonna start off with uh do you want to do it from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10 I'll roll one to ten, man. Let's, let's <laughs> one to ten. We can roll right, one to ten. All right, let's go. I think we both agree. Uh, RB one, RB one on this list is Christian McCaffrey. Yes, definitely. That that should be the consensus guy right there. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers. There's many, many reasons. I'm not gonna steal Ramon's thunder because we both gonna discuss him. Uh, but one thing I would just say is one one K one K. 1K receiving yards, 1K rushing yards, and that was that 2019 season because, of course, he was hurt this past season. Uh, I actually have the number one pick in one of my leagues, uh, and, you know, it it was without question for me. I'm not going to get cute with this one. I try to think about anything, but there's no reason. It's Christian McCaffrey. There is no player on this list that we're going to go through today that has a higher ceiling than this guy. And I'll rather roll with the punches uh, that reports coming out of camp saying he's looking good. He's looking healthy. And I'm going with Christian McCaffrey as my RB1. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at the RB1 is a clear choice. As you mentioned, you talked about the 1K, 1K. But even in last season, you know, of course, we know it was an injury riddle season for him. We know that ended up holding him to only three games. Uh, But in those three games that he played, he averaged over 30 points a game uh, in those three games. He was, (laughs) if you put that over the course of the entire season, he would have averaged more five points more than the next uh, highest running back per game. So that just lets you know that pretty much he's almost averaging a touchdown more in production. Uh, pretty much in the next highest guy, uh, which was Alvin Kamara last year. And so Christian McCaffrey, he's just he's just that guy. Like you said, everything that he offers from a PPR perspective, 
he almost gives you wide receiver two production in the passing game. And then he gives you RB one <laughs> volume in the rushing game. So when you put that together, he's the number one overall pick indisputable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he's amazing. Athleticism, speed, explosiveness, great hands, uh, shifty. I, I mean, he he's a stud, man. He's a stud. I think when we talk about this guy, He's on another tier. Uh, we're going we to get to quarterbacks really on, on some later episodes. But when I think of quarterbacks on another tier, Patrick Mahomes, it's Patrick Mahomes and then everybody else. Yeah. That's Christian McCaffrey for running backs. He's the cream of the crop. If you have the number one pick, I strongly 100% advise you to go ahead and take Christian McCaffrey. Don't believe all the fluff about the injury and all of that. He looks good out of camp. I've read the reports. Christian McCaffrey, no doubt. I don't think we need to spend more time there. No. Uh, running back two, I got Dalvin Cook. Hmm. So we differ on this one. Okay, I, okay. Yeah, well, we differ on this one. <laughs> all right, all right. No, no worries. We'll, I'll get into my spill. 1,500 yeah. rushing yards last year. Uh, over 1,500 rushing yards. 16 rushing touchdowns last year. That is enough for a uh, – Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I don't have my stuff up together. But Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's – first of all, he's the workhorse there. And the only thing that you would question here, the only reason why I would probably have him number two is because of his durability issues. He did play 14 – he has played 14 games in back-to-back seasons. But he always end up – whether he can finish the season or he's going to miss some time in a, in, a, in in a season, you have to be willing to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where the problem with him comes. I, I can understand that greatly um, about that. But I, other than that, when he's out there, he's explosive. He's a factor in, in the receiving game as well. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, RB2, I think that that's a guy that you still, even though you would take him as a running back too, I think that he would be your RB1. I think that he could fulfill that type of production for you um i mean yeah man i i, I don't no. i don't i don't have nothing else for nah i feel that you you covered him well uh dalvin cook is definitely someone that i have high in my rankings you'll actually hear his name pretty soon uh but the guy that i actually have sitting at number two is your boy ak man alvin yeah. Kamara. Yeah. I got Alvin Kamara sitting at number two. He's uh, number three for me. Yeah. He, Alvin Kamara was the number one running back in fantasy football last season. When you look at total production for the season, uh, definitely helped some fantasy owners win that championship game. I think he put up with like 56 points uh, for the championship game for some owners out there. Uh, but when you look at his production, you look at a guy that, you know, somewhat kind of gets a little close to that 1K, 1K club. Um, you know, he had about 932 rushing yards last year, almost 800 yards receiving wise. Uh, you look at him having 83 receptions. So just seeing the overall production that he had right there, uh, that caused him to be the number one running back. Also, if you look at it from a point per game perspective, you know, this was a guy that, you know, was here for 16 games, but in those games played, he was only second to Christian McCaffrey in points per game. Um, so when you look at that 
points a game, that's that's just something amazing to have as your RB1. But also, too, I look at the dynamic of the Saints this season, and we've talked about it offline. We've talked about the issues with Michael Thomas and him not being there early off and them probably leaning on Alvin Kamara more, not only in the running game, but also, too, somewhat in the passing game as well. And then you look at the reports that have come out recently uh, with Sean Payton inviting Mike Martz, you know, to the to the around the team for a few days and thinking about him being the one who really operated and worked with Marshall Falk. And we know the type of if we were playing fantasy football in the days that Marshall Falk was around, oh, yeah. we we know what type of monster he would have been Christian on our team. Yes, yes he exactly. Christian, he was he was the he Christian McCaffrey is basically the offspring of. And so that's what I'm kind of looking for in AK this year and Alvin Kamara. And so that's why to me, he gets that number two based upon that volume. And then also too, for the, just a little dynamic, like you said, that to me, you know, he will be overall a little bit, um, you know, someone you can depend on a little bit more from a health perspective than Dalvin cook in this season. So that's why I'm looking, looking at AK to kind of take, the reigns as that number two guy honestly in the fantasy rankings this year um so we're gonna see now i do have your boy i'm not trying to talk too long or whatever but i do have your boy uh dalvin cook sitting at that number three spot you know from a lot of the things that you echoed so i don't want to get ahead of it i know you're gonna kind of delve and go into number three but you know i i did heavily consider and kind of go back and forth of who i would put at that number two spot but Alvin Kamara, you know, is the guy for me. He's the supreme and the premier talent at that spot. Um, so that's who I'm I'm gonna have to roll with at number two. And uh we'll just kind of roll from there and just kind of kind of see. So uh I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to hear who your number three guy is. So I guess not to steal your thunder, but after doing all that talking, leading into number three, you know, who do you have sitting at your number three spot? I got I got Alvin Kamara and okay. for plenty of the reasons why you asked me. I think that if you got any of these guys, you couldn't go wrong. <laughs> I think that uh the, I think Christian McCaffrey is on that top tier, but I feel like Dalvin Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and my next guy are on that tier. Uh so I, I mean when you talk about Alvin Kamara, uh just with all due respect, my guy, he's the motor of the Saints offense. I'm not gonna reiterate what you said. You know why Alvin Kamara it's going to be the man, even more so with MT down. So I love Al- Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's a diverse, dynamic running back. So um, he's not competing with anybody in that backfield. I mean, Latavius looks looks washed. Uh, Devontae Freeman looks washed. Yeah. You know, and the only guy that's that, that you know, we got Tony, who's very, who's been very, very impressive. Tony Jones have been very impressive in his preseason, but I, I mean, I don't think he, you know, he's not going to compete with Alvin as far as that. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I got him third, man. And I, you mm-hmm. know, Dalvin, you know, he, he's just a guy that's been explosive. He's been, he's been uh, at the top of the long time. So that's the only reason why I give a slight edge or slight nod to Dalvin, but yeah, I got Alvin Kamara at three. Yeah. Yeah. man. And like I kind of already alluded to, I have Dalvin Cook sitting at that three spot. So we really just have. Oh, OK, we just flip. So we just okay. flip flop right there. Yeah. <laughs> and for the same things you echo with Dalvin Cook and then just looking at that offense, he has enough weapons on the outside to open it up from him from a run game perspective. But, you know, they're going to force the Dalvin Cook this season. So, yeah, oh, he's going to yeah. be that guy. Yeah. So number four should get interesting. I have Derrick Henry here. 
Okay. Derrick Henry, okay, I I know what the PPR guys are going to say. He doesn't give you much in receiving, but I bet you he gives you that much more in touchdowns and rushing yards. So I don't really, I'm not really buying it. Um, I think that I do have him forced because he's not that relevant in the passing game, but that Titans offense run through him. And even with the addition of Julio Jones, I don't really feel like that's going to take away from what the identity of what the Titans like to do. And that's run the football and, and establish that run and then move to the pass. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, is currently dealing with COVID, and they have they've had a severe COVID outbreak. I'm not sure of the vaccination status of Tannehill at the moment, but that could be another reason why Derrick Henry more than ever will be the vocal point of the offense. Is that if if Tannehill cannot stay healthy, of course they're going to rely on their veteran running back who's won the rushing title. I think back to back years. I want to say if I'm wrong, correct me. But I want to say he did win back to back years. But yeah, you know he's gonna, you know he's gonna do what he does. And yeah, I think you're correct on that. And oh, thanks. And hey, I mean it's Derrick Henry, it's King Henry, man. So I mean, I I don't think you could go wrong with him being your RB one. Yeah, no, no, you did. You definitely can't go wrong with it. Uh, I'll give my guy that I have at four. And keep in mind that that your guy that you just said is coming up pretty soon for me as well. But actually, at four, I have Zeke, man. I have Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> we keep flip um, Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm still I'm buying the, the Zeke hype, the Zeke return for this season. Um, I really believe that you know, even if you look at last year, I believe that it was kind of overhyped. I think Zeke still was a top ten running back in fantasy last year, and people talk about the demise of him and everything like that. But I really look for him to get back to kind of that 2019 form where he was the number three fantasy uh, running back. He had almost 1,400 rushing yards in that season. Uh, You saw him get involved in the passing game a little bit more with 54 receptions in that season. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that, that Cowboys offense as a whole taking a step forward. And I think that Zeke, you know, they've been showing the reports, him getting into some of the best shape that he's been into in a while. I think he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And I think that just last year with Dak being out, with the offensive line being hurt, it was just so many factors that you didn't see the typical Zeke. But trust me, he's going to be back this year. So that's who I have sitting at that four slot. I'm not mad at you. I think Zeke is my fifth, so I guess we're moving on to fifth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I'll talk about the other aspect of it, of what I saw from Zeke last year. I think his value went down when Dak went down. Uh, that was week, what was that, week four, week five? Yeah, it was, it was early. Somewhere around there. It was early, very I early. I think, you know, and Zeke and Dak, I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks this year, they they said that they're best friends. So I could see why, you know, you'd be affected if your best friend is down, you know, uh, due to a gruesome injury like that. But his production went down. That offensive line was hurt uh, is another reason why Zeke had some uh, issues running the football. But Zeke had some fumble issues last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean – you know, I, I dropped him down to four just because of that, uh, you know, but he's a phenomenal running back when he is able to, you know, be who he is and, and what he is. He finished as an RB9 uh, last year, despite yeah. all of what I mentioned, you yeah. know, so, you know, despite all of what I mentioned, he still finished a top 10 running back in fantasy. So with everything back together with Dak, what they saying, Dak making great strides towards being healthy and the way he looked in camp, he lost some weight. Um, he looks explosive in camp. You're hearing you you're hearing everything positive about Zeke in right. camp. So, you know, 
again, I'm not going to be mad at him being my RB1. Uh, but, you know, Zeke is special. And if Zeke didn't have a down year he had last year, I'd probably have – you know how much I love Zeke. I take yep. him every year in my fantasy drafts. But, you know, i probably have him in the top three. But just because of those reasons, I can't have him there. And plus you got Tony, Tony Pollard nipping at the heels. We hear about that for the past three years. But I think this year it may be a real thing just because Zeke, they're, they're going to try to limit Zeke. Um, you know, Zeke's usage and try to, you know, kind of keep him young because Zeke is reaching that peak age as a running back. So I got Zeke at my fifth position. Okay, gotcha. And like you said, we flipped once again. You already talked about Derrick Henry. I don't have to talk about King Henry too much. That's who I have sitting at that five <laughs> spot. Uh, you already echoed all of the, the things. And like you said, when you a guy, get a guy that's giving you that much production from a rushing yard perspective, from a rushing touchdown perspective, you know, although he's not going to go out there and catch 40 to 50 passes, he's making it up for it in all the different areas. So he's going to be a top five running back in this year. And you talked about him enough, so I don't need to echo that too much. Okay, so six, I got Aaron Jones. We differ again. We differ again. <laughs> As you can I see, mean, like he said, yeah, we, we didn't prep together. For this. We probably flipped flip No, again. we didn't quite flip-flop. We, I don't, I, you, we don't know. You don't know what my seventh is, but I know what your sixth is. But anyway, Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers, I think it was huge for Aaron Rodgers to come back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be playing this year. Devontae Adams is healthy. Aaron Jones is 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 productive in the passing game and he's uh, uh he's productive in the in the rushing as we know he's a he's a quick back and he's in a productive offense i think that 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 plays a a huge part into the success of a fantasy running back you want them in a productive offense to where it's a balanced offense aaron jones finished as a top five fantasy running back last year in ppr leagues so the guy can get it done um he had some great games last year um, he has that big playability. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, he 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 he's been steady for the past couple of years, but I think that he's going to be taken um, pretty early in drafts. I don't think he's getting out the first round in in mocks I've done. I mean, I think he has an ADP probably around one point ten in a twelve team league, something like that. One point one point nine. So that wouldn't mean you can get him with the ninth or tenth pick in the first round. So. I mean, that's what I got, man. I got him as a six running back. Yeah, I don't hate it. I have him a little bit later in my top 10 rankings. Uh, You'll hear it's a couple picks later. Uh, But who I have sitting at six um, might be a surprise to you. I actually have Austin Eckler sitting at running back six. Yeah, that's why I was saying I don't I don't I don't don't (laughs) think you're going to have that same guy as me. I have Austin Eckler and I have him for these reasons. Of course, obviously, we're talking about contingent on health. Austin Eckler has to be healthy. We know that last year he struggled with health. But this is what I will say about Austin Eckler is that he is the prototypical PPR running back that you're looking for. Austin Eckler, his reception numbers are going to be some of the highest receiving numbers that you will see from the running back position. Like if I'm talking about receptions, you're looking at, you know, probably Alvin Kamara sitting up there. You'll have Christian McCaffrey that'll be up there. And I would venture from a receiving standpoint that this season, Austin Eckler will be a top three receiving running back in the league. Um and you got to look at the fact, too, that you look at Joe Lombardi coming over to be offensive coordinator over there in uh, in L.A. It's, it's weird. Sometimes we'll still think San Diego, but in L.A. 
And you think about Joe Lombardi's time with the Saints, spent some time with y'all over there, his times of working with Alvin Kamara, doing the best thing. And I think that he'll kind of take a similar approach with Austin Eckler. You see they got the young stud quarterback back there. Um, The one thing that's a little bit of a knock, you know, they're trying to improve the offensive line a little bit. That's going to be a little bit inconsistent there. But I have him sitting at six because we're talking PPR. He's not going to be the one that's going to get out there and rush for 1,500 yards, but he can be a 1,000 yard back for you, but he'll make up for it in the receiving standpoint. I think that a healthy Austin Eckler catches at least 70 passes this season. Mm, I would venture. Yeah, I would venture that Austin Eckler, yeah. I'm not mad at that. I got Eckler a little later in my yeah. in my rankings, but uh, the next one at, at seven, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. Uh, we all know the explosiveness and amazing back and amazing talent that he is. Uh, he's down at seven, but, I mean, he's dropping because of that injury that he had, and he missed all of last year. But we think back to before he went out, he's another guy that could do it all. He probably would be right under Christian McCaffrey <laughs> If he if he was healthy last year, but that he wasn't. So, you know, the question is, is how is he going to look after this injury? They've been limiting him all count. Uh, I think that he's just started doing football moves, um, football moves this year, uh, this week. So he's just started working. um, I mean, doing football moves and everything this this week. So uh, we, we, we will see. They're taking it easy with him. Um, that they don't want to rush him back. So I got him at seven just because, I mean, I don't think he's going to get out of the first round. I wouldn't pass on him on the first round. But the reason why he will be Mm -hmm. later in the first round is because of that injury. And everybody's waiting to see how he responds. I doubt he plays this preseason. He hadn't played yet. We're here on the final third week of the main preseason outside of the Hall of Fame game. And we've yet to see him. So And then it's a question of how much work is he going to get even up front? So I doubt that they're going to give him the workload that he had before this injury, just right out the bat. So it's a, it's a guy that if you take him in the first round, you're going to have to be patient with him with that understanding. You're going to have to be patient. Uh, You may have to get you another running back. If if you're lucky to be on the back end of the draft, maybe you could could get a a Najee Harris who's in my top 10 ranking. Um, But you know, you could get a Najee Harris or, you know, just somebody or uh, uh, Antonio Gibson or somebody just to kind of pad the patience that you will have to have with Saquon. But I think by week, week four or five, if he's looking good, I think they're going to turn him loose. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I, I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a waiting game on Saquon. Uh, but he this is, I think, the the second one that we've agreed on. I got Saquon sitting at seven. So okay. we, we, we got both got Saquon sitting We're there. On um, right. And it, it's for all the reasons that you mentioned, you know, from a talent perspective, Saquon is a top three talent at the running back position in this league. But uh, I do think that things will start off a little bit slow for him. He will ramp up, but he's a guy that if he gets back to the Saquon that we're accustomed to seeing, even thinking about that 2018 Saquon where he was the number one fantasy running back in that season, um, he has that type of ability. He has that type of talent. They just have to move him along. So I have nothing too much more to add to that. Saquon is sitting at seven for me as well. Okay. So I got ninth. I got eight. ninth. We, oh, we, yeah, eight. Yeah, we on eight. eight. We on eight. eight. You're trying to skip, you're trying oh, to skip yeah. along. I got your boy Nick Chubb, man. Okay. And, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, he, he's, again, an ADP of, of the later round of the first round, early second round pick ADP, which in mocks that I've seen, 
And uh, he's just a guy that, you know, he brings a lot to the table as far as rushing the ball, but kind of like Derrick Henry, which is a a poor version of Derrick Henry. He's not much of a factor in the passing game, which kind of bothers me in PPR. Me personally, I took him last year and I saw what, what, what that did. And I don't know if I want to spend that much draft capital on a running back that doesn't give me what I need in the passing game, but he does get touchdowns, uh, you know, and then he's splitting carries with Kareem Kareem Hunt. So that really bothers me as well. So Nick Chubb is very talented and I think that he's very serviceable. Uh, We're looking at where he, where where did he finish at last year in fantasy? Uh, Nick Chubb finished last year at running back 11, but that's because he, yeah, that's because he missed some time. So, you know, he missed a couple games. Had he, you know, uh, pretty much played the entire season, uh, you're probably looking at him finishing probably, I think, within like the top eight or nine of running backs. Like his points per game as a running back last season, uh, he finished as the number nine running back. But technically, there's a guy that they put in there that didn't play much at all. So really, (laughs) among running backs, you know how you got one guy that gets a random one or two games where he's a big time player. So really, among the running backs, the typical suspects, he was RB8. He was an RB8 as point per game average. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, we're looking at Nick Chubb, even despite him not being uh, a factor in the passing game. You you see, you heard him top ten. He still finished top ten. Keeping in mind, he did miss games, and not only that is that he was able to finish top ten with not being a factor in the passing game. So what I'm telling you is that if he's available in the late late first round, you might want to take him. Yeah. Uh, despite all of those things that I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, but hey, look, that's my eighth running back. Yeah. Where, where you I, and I agree with you just really quickly on, on the Nick Chubb thing. I think that he's one of those guys. He is an RB one that to me you want to pair with a high end RB two. You know, so I, I believe that when you have kind of the Christian McCaffrey's and that end, you know, it's so much have to have a high end RB2. But I believe that with a guy like a Nick Chubb, I want to balance him out with a high end RB2. Um, but my eight, you already talked about this guy. I don't have to talk about him too much more is Aaron Jones for everything that you already said about his fit and everything within that offense. So um, he's a guy that, you know, we see year after year is typically a a five to 10 type of finisher in uh fantasy football. So I have him at that eight slot. Okay. So we go to nine. We'll talk about your, or your boy, AE Austin Eckler is ninth on my list. I will say this. I'm, you went over the reasons why he's in this top 10 in the first place. Are you talking about the positives of this fellow, but I must bring up the negatives I guess, <laughs> because I don't want to be redundant. He did. He did miss quite a bit of time he does have some durability issues and as a first round running back, that kind of scares me. Uh, But like you mentioned, he is an ultra talented. He is a factor in the passing game. He is a guy that you could YouTube and he tells, he he don't allow us to tell it. He, he, he literally tells everyone why he should be on your fantasy team. So I'll leave it up to the, to the listeners. You choose how, how be it, be it as he may, but the guy does miss time from time to time. He is a smaller back, so uh, he, he takes some punishment. Uh, but, hey, Justin Jackson is, is injured, so, I mean, he's going to be seeing a lot more snaps until Justin Jackson is able to get back into action. But other than that, he's in my top nine for a reason because he is 
for the reasons why you mentioned earlier. Uh, my number nine guy is, is actually my guy, a homer pick a little bit. Uh, but I got to roll with my boy, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, uh, that's who I have in my nine yeah, slot. I'm not um, mad at it. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, you look at a guy that came in his rookie season, um, started a little bit slow, you know, for his rookie and year. I and I traded him away. You traded him away when he started <laughs> slow. And then he picked up in the second half of the season, actually finishes the RB6 for last season. Um, and, and you look at his numbers at the tail end of the season. I'm going to just rattle off the last couple of games, the last mm. five games, 22 and a half points, 30.5 points, 19 and a half, 19.4. And then finishing the season with a 38.4 uh, point uh, output in the last game of the season. So I think you're going to see a guy that's going to continue on uh that path now I know what some people may bring up with Jonathan Taylor and say okay Marlon Mack is going to be back in this season okay what is he going to take from him you still have Naeem Hines in that backfield what is he going to take you know we still have to see kind of what Carson Wentz looks like within that offense to know you know whether or not they'll be able to uh spread things out and whether the box will be open but I still think that Jonathan Taylor is just one of those guys. Like he's just one, he's just built that way. Um, and so he is sitting at my uh, RB nine. And I think that he will definitely uh, be a guy that can be an RB one for your team. And is one of those guys that, like I said, is that fringe kind of getting to the back end of the RB ones that you may want to pair with a high end RB two. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at that pick at all. And that is your number nine. That's my number nine. Yeah, I got you, man. That that that's not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Jonathan Taylor's phenomenal. I'm not gonna hate on him because I did trade him away in the dynasty league, <laughs> and I am hurting that this man is really, really like that. But yeah, yeah it, it happens. It happens. Yep. I was in a desperate mode. I had Leonard Fournette, who I didn't know he didn't have a team at the time, and then uh, I had another running back hurt, so I really needed a running back. So I ended up trading for uh, who I traded for. Oh, Miles Sanders, which turned out to be okay, but he yeah. couldn't stay healthy. You see, he's not in – he's not in – Miles Sanders didn't even make my top ten. No. So, uh, I fell for the hype last, the Miles Sanders hype. But he is a, a talented back, though. Miles Sanders is very talented. He's very explosive. He just got to stay healthy. Yeah. All right, so that moves to number ten. Let's wrap it up on the running backs. I got – well, we're going to give a sleeper, and then we'll wrap up on the running backs. But number 10, I got Najee Harris, Pittsburgh Steelers running back, for obvious reasons. I mean, he hasn't proved anything on the NFL level yet. But when I lump what he did at Bama, ultra-talented, on another level, uh, he waited his turn there. Out of all the talented running backs that came out of there, uh, Derrick Henry being one of them, Josh Jacobs being another one, uh, he waited his turn. Um, And uh, I'm missing some. Kenyon Drake. It was there mm-hmm. with, with him. Uh, I'm missing a bunch of them. But, you know, just you get my drift here. All these guys are on NFL teams. Um, and the thing about Najee is that he's a force in the passing game and in the running game. But I, 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 I kind of couple that with the fact of how Pittsburgh has traditionally used their running backs. They've taken – they took James Conner and made him relevant. You know, Le'Veon Bell, the talent that he had, he was one of the top five, top two, if not the probably my the best running back for a little bit fantasy running back in PPR leagues there was in fantasy. You wanted a piece of him. And it just Pittsburgh, they love to pass to their running backs. 
And one thing about Mike Tomlin, traditionally, he likes only using one bat. So you're looking at a guy that is a potential rare workhorse that's not really splitting carries with anyone. And when I don't know about you, but when I look at a running back that's not splitting carries with anyone, I'm already at an advantage. So I know that Pittsburgh, their offense will, will cater to Najee, and I expect big things from Najee. I expect Najee to finish as a top 10 running back, fantasy running back in PPR leagues this year. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, my 10 has already been mentioned by you. You had him at eight, so I had Nick Chubb sitting at 10 for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Najee is not too far outside of my top 10 for all of the reasons that you echoed. But since he is in your top 10, I'm going to just rest with everything that you already said about him. <laughs> all right, man. So out of all the running backs that we had, it is an important position, and it is extremely part- important position. You have to choose wisely. And not only that, you have to protect your assets. So if you feel the need to, to handcuff, I, if you take up Christian McCaffrey, you better try to get Chubba, Chubba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State because he's looking really, really good in preseason. But you want that handcuff. You want to protect your asset. Dalvin Cook, you want to have Alex Madison. So, um, but, hey, you know, we, out of that, you need death at running back. So we're going to give you one sleeper here. Uh, one running back that we feel like will have a great year um, in the season. I'm going to defer to you, Ramon, to start it off. Who's okay. your running back sleeve for this this year in PPR leagues? Um, this guy, uh, I feel that, you know, he had a very productive season last year. And um, I feel that he's in a position that he can be a workforce, uh, you know, workhorse back in the backfield that he's a part of right now. And so my sleeper is actually Mike Davis. Um, I know it sounds like a homer pick because I actually do have him in one of the leagues that we're a part of, both of us. Uh, but you're looking at him uh, being drafted. His ADP right now is currently number 62. I think he's being drafted um, pretty much as, you know, an RB3 for a lot of people. I think that a lot of leagues he's been drafted as, you know, the number some anywhere from the number 21 to number 28 running back. But I believe that, you know, with the offense that he's in, uh, in Atlanta, he doesn't really have any kind of competition in that backfield. They just they just literally cut Javion Hawkins, which was supposed <laughs> to be like his backup or supposed to take over for him. Yeah, so he's going to completely <laughs> have that backfield. You look at what he did in the time where Christian McCaffrey didn't play last year uh, for Carolina, and you look at a guy that finished as a top 12 running back. Well, we play in 12-team uh leagues and so that means that technically last year Mike Davis was an RB1 and you're looking at him being drafted really more so as an RB3 on teams and some people in view view him as an RB4 uh but I actually believe that Mike Davis has the opportunity to give you RB2 production in this fantasy season and so when you look at that backfield when you think about the weapons there we know what they have from a receiving standpoint we know who will be fed but that backfield is his and so when you can get a guy that just like you were just mentioning Najee Harris being that workhorse back over there in Pittsburgh and not having to really share carries I don't really envision that Mike Davis is going to have to share too many carries and so he is uh my sleeper in this uh upcoming fantasy season that's a very good one. Um, I that that's very good. I, I like that. I like that one. I like that one. Um, so me, I, I think my sleeper uh is gonna outside of Najee Harris, even though he's in my top ten. So I guess he's not a sleeper. 
but I'll go ahead and go uh, with Antonio Gibson um, as my sleeper. I, I think a lot of people right now, you're able to get him in the, in the late second round, early third round. I think that's where his ADP falls. Uh, but I think that he's a guy that people are drafting as an RB two, but I think he very well, I, I juggle with this top 10 running back list and, you know, he was just the odd man out, man. I mm-hmm. think that he was phenomenal last year without a quarterback. This year he got Fitzy over there, the journeyman in the NFL who, who's a decent – who's proven that he has some arm talent and can can run an offense. Uh, they got him over there. He's finally playing with a great quarterback. They got some weapons over there. They got Terry McLaurin over there. Logan Thomas has arrived as a talented tight end uh, trans, uh, who uh, transitioned from quarterback to tight end. Um, man, this guy can catch the ball and can run. Um, I don't feel like anybody's going to compete with carries with him. I think J.D. McKissick may cut into him a little bit. But he's another guy that I think finished as a top 10 running back in PPR leagues last year. I'm going to fact check that. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that, that, um, that you know, had, had proved that he belonged. He came out of nowhere. That's the thing about him. He, he came out of nowhere. And uh, he he performed. So I, I he's a guy that I, I'm really targeting if I can get him. Even if I want to hold off on a running back and he ends up being my RB1, I'm satisfied. He finished just outside the top yep. 10. He finished at RB13. Yep. Uh, but uh, he brings a lot to the table. And I like this Washington yeah. football team. I like their offense. I like the addition of, of Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. And I really feel like it's going to make all the world of a difference out there. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Uh, definitely with that. Definitely really high on Antonio Gibson, and I, I'm surprised about the name that you were about to bring out. Uh, honestly, and this I guess is a bonus sleeper. Uh, but James Robinson, who's not going to be a sleeper very soon for yeah. most fantasy yeah. uh heads out there. You look at James Robinson that finished as a top seven running back last year in fantasy. And now we know what has happened uh, with Travis Etienne with basically the season ending injury that he has and him being put on IR. So uh, especially when you have a rookie quarterback back there, what can really help out a rookie quarterback is having a stable running game. And so I think that that will help Trevor Lawrence out. And I think that you're looking at uh, James Robinson having a chance to be a low end uh, RB one and at worst a high end RB two potentially in this season and um, currently hasn't been drafted like that. And the ones who've already had their drafts have gotten tremendous value. Uh, They're sitting on a gold (laughs) mine right now, man. James James Robinson price has went up. That is an extremely good one. And um, that does it for the running backs, man. Position-wise, I ain't giving them no more. (laughs) I've given them enough, but – we're going to get to these wide receivers. I don't know about you, Ramon, but this was a tough list to do just to squeeze all these great receivers into 10 rankings. But that just lets you know right there how deep the receiver position is. And traditionally, it just proves that you can wait on a receiver as well. So um, it, I'm going to start it off, man. I'm going to go number one. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nothing changed out there in Buffalo. I'm going to go with my man, Stefan Diggs. Finished at a wide receiver one last year, and I, I I don't expect any different this year as well. It's a it's a it's a great system out there in Buffalo, and they had that guy him and him and uh what is wrong with me? I can't Joe Josh Allen. Why, yeah, why did I draw okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big money Josh Allen. Him and big money Josh Allen out there. 
I just don't see anything change. They have a great chemistry, and I feel like it carries over to this year. Yeah, um, I mean, these guys, you're splitting hairs when you talk right, about the guys at right. the top. Uh, but I got to roll with Devontae Adams at that number one spot. Okay, uh, okay. Devontae Adams, to me, is just that guy. Uh, you saw what he did last year. Actually, honestly, in, in my research and the things that I saw, he finished number one as it relates to wide receivers in the research that I that I saw. Um, and the thing about it, you know, you got the things that came out, you know, in the offseason, the last dance between he and Aaron Rodgers. You look at a guy that just from a yeah. receiving standpoint. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. He, yeah. Stephon Diggs finished uh, in the, th- in the uh, top three. So, yeah. my bad. Uh, you look at 115 receptions, almost 1,400 yards. You look at last year having 18 receiving touchdowns. I think that that's the big kicker right there. Um, and you always know, like, that's going to be Aaron Rodgers' number one target by far. And um, so I, I still have him sitting at number one. Uh, but among the top guys out there, you are kind of splitting hairs. But that, I think, says enough, you know, about Devontae right there. <laughs> you're right you're right man you're right Stefan finished in third but I'm still going to Stefan Diggs he had some huge games last year but I don't agree Devontae Adams is number two and I don't think you go wrong with either one so yeah. and for the reasons that you mentioned uh he's he's an ultra talented guy and you know Aaron Rodgers is running it back they got something to prove so I got him as number two yeah uh, I think we just flip flopped here I have Stefan Diggs sitting at number two number two two and three for me is kind of a back and forth situation and you'll hear we probably have the same number three I'm pretty sure we do uh but just everything that you mentioned with Stefan Diggs I mean 127 receptions I mean that's a PPR monster right there over 1500 yards you know the fact that he was still able to punch it in and get eight touchdowns so you look at the fact that if his touchdown numbers increase which is still to me very possible that that can happen uh, I won't blame you, honestly, for having him at the number one spot. Like, I think that, you know, those guys in the top three, to me, all have a case for that number one. But I do have Diggs sitting at number two uh, right there. So, once again, we just kind of flip-flop, flip-flop close to the man. top. Playing a flip-flop game. Yeah. So, at number three, I got Tyreek Hill, Cheetah. Uh, I mean, he finished wide receiver two in PPR leagues last year. I mean, I – do I have to say more? He's the number one. He's the number one receiver on the best offensive team in the NFL. One of the best offensive teams in the NFL uh, because Buffalo actually could make a strong case. But I mean, he he's a phenomenal man. He, he's he's a speedster. You know, he's cheated for a reason. Uh, I think that you know he's he has big play. I don't think I think his ceiling. You know, when you talk about Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek their ceiling is just off the charts and you know the sky's the limit for what they could perform just guys that you can rely on every every game I mean Patrick Mahomes loves Tyreek Hill I mean what more can I say Tyreek Hill is definitely my third wide receiver three on my rankings yeah he's my wide receiver three as well uh the thing about Tyreek Hill that you know about him too is that he's going to have at least one, if not up to three or four weeks, where he's absolutely going to win you a matchup by himself pretty much. I mean, he had a game with 57 (laughs) points last year against Tampa Bay. What, he had like three touchdowns in the first half? Yeah. so And didn't even play the second half or something? That's the thing about him. He's going to put on those kind of shows too where it's like, He's going to have those games where it's just, you know, you can pretty much hang it up if you're going against him. But he's my number three for the same stuff that you echoed. 
Okay, I'm moving on the four. I got D Hop out there in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> you see, you giving me a weird look, man. What's, what's up? What's up? Nah, man? I'm messing with you, bro. I'm messing with you. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, number one target out there in Arizona. He finished as a wide receiver four last year. Um, I, I mean, what more can you say? Him and Kyler Murray, he was traded out there from uh, from Houston, and you know, him and Kyler Murray proved to have good chemistry. Uh, he started off really, really hot in the beginning, the first half of the season, and he kind of cooled off. I don't know what happened with that um, after the bye week. But he's another guy whose ceiling is very high, very talented wide receiver. He's up in that – in that. some people have him as the, the, the best receiver in the game right now. So I, I don't think so. I think Devontae Adams is, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, you know, uh, Devontae, when you think about him – I mean, I'm sorry uh, – uh, D-Hop and playing with Kyler, uh, it's just he only goes as far as Kyler can take him. And some people have been very critical of Kyler. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, you would think Kyler has taken the next step this year, and I'm expecting big things out of D-Hop. I don't think you can go wrong with choosing him and putting him on your fantasy squad as your wide receiver one. Yeah. Yeah, I like D-Hop as well, but I actually don't have D-Hop at the number four slot. You're going to hear D-Hop's name soon from my list. Uh, But I actually have a guy that we've talked about previously off air that I don't think you as high on him as I am. Uh, And I have Calvin Ridley sitting at that number four spot. I think, yeah, I think that Calvin Ridley is in for a monster season this year. Uh, You look at his game, just I mean, just his game, his route running is is elite. Uh, But you look at his situation over there. You look at the, the targets that Julio is, is vacating, you know, from leaving there. And you look at Calvin Ridley, who finished as a top five wide receiver in fantasy football last season. So he was a top five wide receiver, was only a few points behind, honestly, DeAndre Hopkins. And I believe that his role is even larger in this season. You look at a guy that had 90 receptions for almost 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, and I venture to say that I believe that he will go eclipse that century mark in receptions in this season. I think he's going to be a hundred catch guy. I think you'll see him, you know, relatively close to some of the same receiving uh, numbers that he had. And um, I, I just honestly think that, you know, he's going to finish as the a top four guy in fantasy football from the wide receiver position uh, this year. So he is the guy that I have sitting at that four slot. I'm not mad at it. We're playing the flip-flop game again. <laughs> that was my five on Calvin, man. Okay. For the same reason you mentioned, I mean, who is going to – like you say, who is Matt Ryan going to throw to over there? I mean, Kyle Pitts is there, but, you know, he's a rookie, and I feel like he's going to have a, a good year. But like you said, I mean, Julio, that monster, and Julio is leaving. It's gone. So he got to have a go-to guy. And just some of the things that I've seen him do in camp so far and some highlights I've seen – He's a walking highlight reel. I think he's taking a step forward. I'm very high on Kevin really this year. And I feel like that could be, I think that that's one of those, I think a league winner to me, because I feel like a lot of people other than them listening to us right now is going to kind of let him slide in the draft, you know, just what, just by me doing mock drafts, I just feel like he slides. So, you know, you know, Kevin really is definitely somebody on my radar. (laughs) I tell you that much. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I, you know, that was me right there. So you, yeah, he's going to be that guy at five. Once again, we flip flop. I got D hop. You already talked about him and we already know D hop's history. (laughs) So I ain't even got to run the listeners through that. If they've ever played fantasy football or have watched five games in the NFL, they know who D hop is. So five slide D hop. 
All right. So you're going to kill me for this. You're going to kill me for this, man. So it's six. I got I got to go Jettas here, man. Hey, we agree, bro. I don't oh, even okay, have to. Okay, okay. Six, we on there. Somebody yes. Look, somebody look at me like I'm crazy when I say no. it, man. Uh-uh. It, uh-uh. Man, if you have been living on the, if you have not been living on the rock, you know that Justin Jefferson took the NFL by storm and was a fantasy monster. That was one of the dynasty picks that I did not trade. I had so many people trying to pry him off of me. I said, no, no, he's not going anywhere. He finished as a top six. He finished as a six. Well, he was six in PPR leagues last year. He's a he's a he's a, he's a beast, man. He's a he's a great route runner. We saw what he did in in that twenty magical twenty nineteen championship season at LSU, and it just simply just translated. Um, you got maybe you give Joe Brady some credit for him to be able to to transition from a college system to an NFL system so seamlessly. But I mean, he's he's uh, he's become Kirk Cousins' favorite target, despite Adam Thielen being there. I never thought I would have to question it if I'm gonna draft Adam Thielen in the in the second round. But I'm questioning it. I don't know if I want to take Adam Thielen because I don't know if he's gonna be make the impact that he has traditionally with, with Stephon Diggs there. So I mean, Justin Jefferson um, is a great player. He's already off to a good start. He's had a great camp. We know what he can do. Wide receiver six rookie year. It's only up from here. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. And the thing about it, too, is the intangibles with Justin Jefferson. Like, he's not resting in the fact that he had that unbelievable rookie season where he had 88 receptions, 1,400 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. You know, he's not resting in that. The work that I've seen him put in this offseason – I would challenge anybody to just go to YouTube and just see the kind of work that Justin Jefferson has been putting in. Like if you thought that his route running was ridiculous last year, you wait till you see what you're going to see from him this year. Like he's motivated to go to even another level in this season, which makes it scary that this guy may end up even jumping into maybe that top three kind of category. To be honest, I mean, if he finished that wide receiver six last year, but he is literally that motivated that like he wants to show people he said his main thing too is he gonna show everybody it wasn't a fluke last year like he's gonna show you that he is that guy so I have all the confidence in in Justin Jefferson in this season so you saying him at six is is definitely not to me reaching too high because I have him there with the potential to even maybe go higher yeah man I I mean I'm excited at what he's gonna do and like you say, he's a hard worker. Hey, did you know? Oh, okay. I remember when you when you and Los was telling me, I don't know, man. They saying that reports out of camp, he might not be wide receiver three. Was that you? Uh, was I don't that, think that was Los saying that. Oh, you know, oh, last oh, year was I, kind I, of a, a look, break for me fantasy wise. You know, I, I wouldn't speak on it then because my boy ain't here to defend himself. But <laughs> yeah, that, but that he the, would tell you that he did end up picking him up in one of our other leagues, but. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I, man, I, I, I don't even want to talk about that. Oh yeah. my, I don't, but he have to the bank to get him. Though. Yeah, you uh, yeah. you you got Justin Jefferson on the trade block right now? No, nah, he, he okay, he not on. All right, I'm just he I'm one of the ones that I value too much. <laughs> he's a, he's untouchable. I'm just trying to just trying to check and just see. <laughs> All right, so we got the seven. We at the seven number seven right? seven number seven. Uh, number seven here. Um, I'm gonna go uh, AJ Brown here. Um, hey, we starting to agree on the line. <laughs> we're on the same page. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go AJ Brown. Uh, just not to mention his talent. I don't think. I think we we both have him there because 
we're not afraid of the Julio edition. I think if anything, that's going to help him uh, just because, you know, previously, ironically, I'm not going to say this because Corey Davis was there previously running alongside him, but I'm not, I'm going to save that because I might put my foot in my mouth later. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to tell you why. I have a feeling why. why, why. <laughs> right. But, you know, you know, you go from Corey Davis to Julio Jones. We all know what he can do. Uh, AJ Brown finished as a wide receiver 12. This is, this is an offense that I mentioned earlier that primarily relies their bread and butter on the run. He's another guy that has big, big, big play uh, capabilities, can give you 31, 30 points sometimes, hitting 30 points sometimes during the week. Uh, he definitely finished last year. Um, let's see what he finished with. He finished with. Um, mm, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at targets, man. He got 106 targets last year. He caught 70 of them. He finished with a thousand yards re- uh, receiving, but 11 touchdowns. That's mm-hmm. what I look at. He has big playability. I, I don't see why you wouldn't want him on your team. As, as I think he's a probably a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. But uh, you won't regret him having him on your team at all. Yeah, uh, I agree with it from the same sentiments that you said. You know, some people may say, you know, we're reaching from the standpoint of Julio coming over there. But like you were just alluding to, I feel like that's going to give him more one-on-one opportunities. And having A.J. Brown in one-on-one opportunities, he's going to be cooking, guys. Uh, So I have him sitting at that wide receiver uh, seven standpoint uh, just because I I believe in the top-tier talent that he is. So – you know, some people can argue, you know, what what it looked like production standpoint last year, what Julio might uh, come in and do. But I, I just believe that he is that guy. And so he's my wide receiver seven. OK, wide receiver eight. So our eighth receiver on this list. Again, Ramon, are we going to keep this streak of agreeing up or not? <laughs> the Let's see. Let's see. It's killing me. Let's see. I'm going I'm going Allen Robinson, man. OK, we, we broke the streak. Oh, <laughs> Hey, man, Allen Robinson finished top 10 in PPR leagues last year. This guy is – and he did it with uh, with average quarterback play. One would think that he's gotten a little better with Andy Reid on the center. I mean, Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Justin, Dalton. Danny Dalton and then eventually Justin Fields later on. And, just, and then to look forward to him teaming up with Justin Fields, I, I mean – I'm not mad at it, man. I think that he's going to have a great year. Um, He finished uh, with with 102 receptions, 1,200 receiving yards. And, again, I look at the touchdowns. He finished with six. So, I mean, he did that with Mitchell Trubisky on the off and on starting. And, you know, I think that, you know, with a better quarterback, that may be exceed. But Allen Robinson, you know, you see him in the top 100 on NFL top 100. I mean, his peers really respect what he does on the field. And, he he is really a special talent. If he can stay healthy, I feel like he'll be finished as a top ten receiver again. Yeah, uh, I, I differ at eight. Um, my guy that I have sitting at eight is DK Metcalf. Uh, I have DK okay. there. You look at DK finished as the wide receiver seven last year, eighty three yeah. receptions, over thirteen hundred yards, and ten touchdowns so giving you double digit uh touchdowns but what I look at as well is one of the main things that we talked about a lot in this offseason was where is Russell Wilson going to end up what's going to happen with him and part of that was you know them putting the offense in his hands more and letting the offense have a little bit more freedom and if you're talking about opening things up and letting Russ cook 
then just think about, you know, what DK can do in that type of offense. So I have DK sitting there at number eight. Well, we did the flip-flop thing again. I got him at nine uh, for the reasons that you mentioned, All, uh, an ultra talent. Um, I, I mean, I, I have nothing to say. I mean, when, you, when your quarterback is Russell Wilson, nothing nothing more needs to be said about that. Um, and, you know, DK, we know he can do on the, on the field. And, you know, if you're able to get him as your wide receiver, you'll be – Happy, I I, think I got him at a, I got him as a as a, again a, a low end wide receiver one, mm-hmm. uh high end wide receiver two for me. Okay, um, um number nine here, number nine, number oh I just did you just nine, did sorry. number number nine. ten. Number well, 10. number nine, my number nine. You just gonna skip all over my guy that I got oh, sitting yeah. at nine. My bad, my bad. Man. <laughs> I, I got go excited. To the end. I got yeah. a little excited. I got a little yeah. Excited. So I at number nine, I have uh scary Terry man, Terry McLaurin sitting at, at number okay. nine for me. I'm not mad at it. Right, I believe that Terry McLaurin. You look at him last year. Uh, people can look at it and say, you know, okay, he finishes the wide receiver 20. How is he going to make that leap up to wide receiver nine in this year? But the main thing for me is if he can get an uptick in the touchdowns. You look at his receiving numbers, 87 receptions. You look at over 1,100 yards. Um, you look at the targets, you know, being pretty high target-wise, 134 targets. You know, who is he really sharing with targets with over there? Uh, other than, of course, Logan Thomas, as you mentioned earlier, which we'll talk at another point about Logan Thomas. Um, but the main thing in order for him to kind of reach that top 10 status is to get his touchdowns up. So that'll be the main thing that you have to monitor monitor for uh, Scary Terry. But I believe that Scary Terry is going to be a wide receiver one, a low end wide receiver one, uh, potentially high, you know, high end wide receiver two in this season. And so he's who I have sitting at that nine spot. I like I like Scary Terry a lot, and that's why he is on my number 10 on my list here. Uh, for the reason, I like Fitzpatrick, and I think that once Fitzpatrick, he knows how to get the ball to his talented guys. And what I mean is that if you look at the numbers of Devontae Parker last year before Fitzy went out, and when you, before Devontae went out, Devontae was having a good season. But then when Fitz went out, then Tua got in. Tua didn't really know how to get it to his guy. So my point is, is that, and I'm sure historically, I don't have time now to go into historically who he's been with and what their numbers were, but just know that Fitz knows where his bread and butter is and expect Terry McLaurin to get a lot of targets, expect Terry McLaurin to execute on a lot of the targets. And as you, as you alluded to, I think that his touchdown total will go up as well. All right. So we're going to get into the sleepers because of course, Oh, I did it again. Once again, bro, you don't want to hear my rankings over here. You don't want to hear my rankings. I'm going to be quick with it because this is not one that people are going to get too excited about. So I'm going to just take it. At number 10, I have Keenan Allen. Uh, I feel that this is a guy that gets slept on kind of year after year. Just because he's not one of those guys that you just go look at his film and look at his, you know, routes. You know, go out there and look at, you know, the big impressive touchdown catches and all that. But he's an excellent route runner. Uh, he's going to be Justin Herbert's number one target. He had over, he had 100 receptions last year. I think that you'll see him around that mark again this year. You'll see him over that 1,000-yard mark. So that's who I have sitting at number 10. Uh, not the most glamorous name, but I think he's going to be up there. Yeah, um, I'm not mad at that at all. Keenan Allen is is a veteran in this league, and he's he, he just a guy that, that just gets the job done. You Like you say, he's not flashy. Uh, I look at QB play. You got Justin Hebert over there who had a phenomenal rookie year, offensive player of the year 
last year, Offensive Rookie Player of the Year yeah. last year. And, you know, I think that, you know, Justin Herbert is going to take another step forward. And, you know, I, like you say, I like Keenan Allen a lot. Uh, it's on some of the people you could put in your top 10. And that's why I say this position is so deep. Uh, There's so many guys that could have been in this top 10, but it, it had to be those guys. So uh, we'll move on to the sleepers because, of course, this is a very extremely deep position. I don't even think – I think this position is so deep, I don't really feel like you could have a sleeper as a receiver. Uh, but um, the one I'm going to go with uh, is uh, C.D. Lamb. I think that C.D. Lamb is going to be have a monster season this year. Uh, I think that we could see the chemistry with him and him and uh, ooh, him and Dak last year. Dak's supposed to be healthy, so I'm liking him. I'm liking it. I'm liking what I see out of him. He's he's down with with uh, COVID right now. And COVID protocols. That's the only thing that kind of scares me a little bit with my draft coming up but I might still take him anyway just because of what I know once he shake back I know what 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 kind of monster he's gonna be and the thing I like about him he's willing to learn how hard he works um I think last year he finished um he didn't he he didn't I don't think he finished in the top but uh let me what did he finish with Ramon talking about CD last year uh CD finished at 19 no, he finished 22. Obviously, with 22 in PPR leagues. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good rookie season. 74 receptions, 935 yards, and he had five touchdowns. So, that's a solid that's a solid rookie yeah. year, man. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody's gonna come out the gate and do what 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 Justin did last year was historic, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I like him, man. I like I like him a lot, and I, I think he's gonna have a, a, a good year this year. And like you said, too, even with CD, you know, with the time that, of course, Dak missed, I mean, you got to look at the fact that Justin Jefferson had his guy all season, like he had Kirk mm. Cousins all season. For CD to put up those type of numbers and not having Dak and kind of having that that shuffle at the QB position and, and Dallas just figuring out people to place there pretty much, um, you know, so I, I definitely agree. I think CD is going to have a, a heck of a year, big time year. Um, my sleep. <laughs> My sleeper, I don't know, and my sleepers have continued to kind of seem like homer picks, and it's not going to be for my NFL team, but people will say this is a guy that I draft a lot in fantasy leagues, honestly, over the last couple of years. Um, and it's actually Tyler Lockett, man. People oh, yeah, sleep Tyler, on my boy yeah, Tyler Lockett do, a lot. Um, Tyler Lockett last year, he finished as the wide receiver number eight. Uh, now I know, too, what people will say about Tyler Lockett is that he does have those big time games and then he can have games in the season where he's kind Tell of a little bit it. of a law. Um, so he'll win you some weeks and then he'll have some absolute weeks where he's not the greatest. But over the course of last year, you know, he finished as a wide receiver eight. He's typically being drafted around that wide receiver 16 to 20 range in a lot of leagues. Um, some people even taking him lower than that. And even the season before that, he was your wide receiver 13. So this wasn't just a blip in the radar. But once again, I said they're going to let Russ cook in this season. And a lot of what they've been saying about the offense that they've seen uh, throughout the course of the offseason is that it looks like Tyler Lockett could be in for a big season. So he is my sleeper as a wide receiver. Can I give a, a bonus sleeper? Yeah. I gave Tyler a bonus Boy- winner. Yeah. Tyler Boyd? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think I Tyler like Boyd. I think he's one that that really kind of uh is slept on a lot. Um, the reason why I think you know you hear about the struggles of T. Um, 
the stories of uh, Jamar Chase and the struggles he's having in camp and preseason. But you think, I mean, he missed a whole year of football, which people really forget about. He didn't play in 2020. He opted out of his 2020 football college season. So not only that, but he he, he also has the, the learning curve of the NFL. He has the learning curve of the NFL on top of being a little rusty from not playing football. But in the meantime, you got T. Higgins, who I feel like I have to have another step, uh, take another step forward this year. But then, I, I mean, Tyler Boyd is right there. I mean, I think that he, out of all of those receivers, I think if I rank them on that team, I would take T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, then, then uh, Jamar Chase. And that's just because Tyler Boyd has just been that steady, constant thing uh, in, in Cincinnati. And, and I think that his role will always be there. I mean, he's not a touchdown guy. Uh, he, but he's a PPR guy. He's a guy that gets a lot of catches and a lot of receiving yards. So I think that's my bonus sleeper. Yeah, I like Tyler Boyd as well. My only thing, my only pause on Tyler Boyd a little bit is maybe later in the year as Jamar comes on, if none of this other stuff that's kind of going on on the side that we won't get into too much on the podcast yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. develops and goes you know, even further with Jamar, which is some serious things, some serious matters that he has going on. But if things check out with Jamar, I, you know, I'm a big Jamar fan as far as oh, he was on the field. He, and I believe he, that he'll come on as the season goes on. But I do believe that Tyler Boyd is going to be that steady factor early off in the season. And, uh, and then it's dependable. And then it's his price. I mean, you can get him in the eighth round. You know, you got you a reliable eighth round receiver for to add on to a little bit of death. I mean, yep. I think it's worth it. And a trade chip early, if you know, because he can take off potentially early in the season where you can use him as an asset to, okay, after he's had a couple, could three weeks or so, then somebody's going to be itching for a wide receiver or something. Let me go in and flip Tyler Boyd on over. So that's another just thing yeah. out there as well. So go ahead and get your bonus one since I've been skipping your uh, – uh, So pass. bonus one, uh, put me on the spot for another one. I would say that this is a guy that, to me, doesn't get talked about enough in fantasy football, but is normally a steady guy. And um, I'm going to go with Robert Woods. Um, I believe oh, – yeah that with, you know, Matthew Stafford over there, you got somebody that can really air it out over there and really let Sean McVay completely unleash that offense. And we know the kind of offensive mind that Sean McVay is. You're looking at the guy that I believe finishes the wide receiver 13 last year. Yeah, he finishes the wide receiver 13 last year, which put him on that fringe of a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. I believe that you could see an uptick in those numbers. He had 90 receptions last year for 936 yards. I believe that you will see that average per perception per reception go up. So with Matthew Stafford being able to air it out and it not being a dink and dump so much with Jared Goff, I believe that Robert Woods is, is a great target for people in this draft. So don't just focus on the big names out there. I know you don't hear Robert Woods talked about enough, but he is that guy. Yeah, and that's another guy that you can buy cheap, and I'm pretty sure he'll pay off his ADP because it won't be as high as the guys that we mentioned in our top 10. It's been fun, man. It's been fun talking about these fantasy players of the wide receiver position and running back position. Uh, Fantasy season is around the corner, and OB is here again. To uh, We took a break, but now we're back again, and we're back to give you some cover of who we think that – we what we think, man. We don't care – you know, how you feel about what we think. You take it or leave it, man, because we got some leagues to win. And I'm in the league with the man I'm talking to right now. And I don't know about him, but I'm trying to 
trying to beat him and trying to <laughs> trying to trying to get that championship under another championship under my belt. Yeah, you know, you got because you got that multiple championship monk here under yeah. your man. I, I got to get one, man. Yeah. I'm the only one in the crew. Carlos, <laughs> a multi multiple champion. You're a multiple champion. I'm trying to get my multiple champion on, bro. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't say that I'm rooting for that to happen, but uh, <laughs> you see who your real friends are, man. Fantasy, man. Fantasy, you see who your real friends are. Hey, I gotta be selfish on this end, bro. I gotta be selfish on this end. I, I gotta continue <laughs> to get my numbers up, man, because cause Lost then, then hit another stratosphere that now I gotta go back and catch that up. So, uh, yeah, then we so, got then we getting rings now. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be up and there, have my little MJ, right? <laughs> Have my little Kobe pose with his flexing with it. Right. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we you. thank you for rocking with us, man. We're gonna go ahead and wrap on and get out of here. This is not the end of our fantasy coverage. Make sure that you'll subscribe to Opinated Bench Formers on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher. And make sure that you are following us on O underscore Bench Warmers. That's how you can keep up with us on social media. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And we also on Facebook for the people that love Facebook. Just search Opinionated Bench Warmers, like our page, and you will automatically get notified whenever we make a sports post what you, or what have you. Uh, we thank you for rocking with us. And until next time, we're going to holler at you later. All right, later.